Here we go. That Wong amazing talk for everyone to remember the water podcast. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your guest. No, <laughs> I'm your host, Matt half white, half Wong. Real excited. Today's show, we are using new technology. I am now interviewing people remotely. So we have a guest. I edited the first few minutes because using the new platform to bring this podcast to you today, there were a few bumps. Bear with us. The audio is good. At times, I realize, though, that it cuts out somehow or some way, just minor. Uh, So if you hear a pause, just bear with because the content today is fire. It's amazing. It's real good. Our guest, you're going to get two intros. I'm going to let you know right now before I jump into what we did. But we have Britt Russell, B-R-I-T-T, Russell, two S's, two L's. You could find her on Facebook and Instagram at Britt M. Russell, Britt M. Russell, M as in moon. So that's B-R-I-T-T, M. Russell. Two S's, two L's. Life coach, EMT, Reiki healer. She does a lot. But most importantly, she's open and honest about where she's been. She's aware of the challenges she's had in her own life. This is a great intro talk. Where we end up in the last 10-15 minutes is a great prelude into our next conversation, which is going to be a lot of fun. Here you're going to learn a little about both of us. You're going to learn a lot about our mindset, a little about the stories behind who we are. It's a real good conversation. No. <laughs> it's a wong conversation, huh? Yeah, I like that. That here's that Wong versation, a Wong versation with Britt Russell. Enjoy, everybody. Britt Russell, Britt, you have a lot of hats that you wear. You know, going uh, looking at looking through your social media, starting with some of the you know, of course you you always have to start with the voluntary uh, fire firefighting, right? I mean that. <laughs> right. I mean, I would think you have to tell people you're a volunteer firefighter all the time. I mean, it's still- <laughs> I, yeah, it's something that was in my past, but yeah, I kind of, I, you know, it depends on, it depends on what we're talking about. I use it for emphasis on why I do what I do today. <laughs> okay. Uh, EMT. And I was just thinking in my head though, actually EMT work though. I mean, I, I don't know what's more impressive. I mean, that's, that's, that's fairly impressive as well. Working in an emergency department, You've worked at a, uh, you volunteered at, at burn centers, teacher's aid for an ENT program, uh, life coaching today. 
I know I've missed some things. I mean, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about yourself, Britt? Okay. <laughs> well, first off, thank you so much for having me on. Um, you know, for those of you listening, I see, I think I saw a Miss uh, Chris, Christina. I think I saw a Chris, Christian, Christian. And I said hi to Christian. So, so we have someone in the room. Um, so, yeah. So, so how we met, you and I met at uh, just through a mutual friend, our friend Mallory, and she connected us. And of course, by divine intervention, always and of course, everything is a holy encounter. So we all got connected through through just this beautiful divine energy who just felt called to create an amazing group. And then here we are and we're sharing another message. So I love this. I love what we're going to talk about today. And I'm really not attached to what we talk about today, but I guess if I could share with you a little bit about myself, Matt, thank you for that introduction. So yes, I, I am, I am Britt. I'm Britt Russell. I am in San Diego, California. So for any of you that are in San Diego, um, give a little love if you're listening live or on the replay, if there is a replay. Um, and yeah, I, where do I start? I could tell you why I do what I do today. You know, I'll, I'll tell you who I, who I am first. I am a, I am a liberated Please. freedom yeah. enlightenment. Um, just woo woo woman. And I, I, I really strive to, to empower people to, to take their power back and from all the, all the constructs, all the social constructs of life and that we've, that we've learned and been programmed into and really truly embody what they're here to be, whatever that is, you know, and let go of the masks that they're, that they're wearing. Um, and so right. really I came into that by just a series of events. And I guess the way that I got into life coaching was, I believe I was always divinely meant to to serve in the the psychotherapy world in in some way, just how my brain is. But I got I got into EMT school back in 2014. I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, and at that point in my life, I was really living a life of I was out of integrity with myself. I was really trying to fit in um, with the world. I felt so alone, so different, so weird, and I know most of us feel that way. That was my story. If you don't mind. Yeah. Britt, if you don't mind, in 2014, where were you in terms of like, uh, where were you in life? Like, uh, I guess age, were you out of college already? Were you in college at this time? Where, where were you in that so, cycle? So at 20, at, at, at 2014, I was, I think I was about 24 years old and I'm 34 now. And I was, I had an addiction to, really uh, the avoidance of self and the way that that looked was drugs and alcohol. I masked my, my expression. I masked my, my, my gifts and my responsibilities spiritually in this world um, for, you know, for years with drugs and alcohol and, um, and just trying to, to do all the things. So adding more to my life to not be able to hear the thoughts in my head and I was living in San Diego and I was a waitress and I'd been a waitress for about, I don't know, maybe, maybe nine years at the time. And, um, like I said, just, just not really living in integrity, always having a really, really big bandwidth for, uh, emotional understanding and acceptance of people and just the desire to understand different cultures and different outlooks. Um, I've always been drawn to the very complex humans and the ones that just had a lot to say, a lot to feel, a lot to think. And um, 
because that was me. So it was a direct reflection of me, but I never fit in um, because I really wasn't in the awareness at the time of the fact that, you know, if whatever we fear, we draw that towards us. So I was becoming right, quote unquote, right. And because I was gaining evidence that the things that I feared were true. So I feared that I wasn't enough and capable and lovable. And so your mind is so powerful. And so I was literally energetically sourcing those types of people around me, relationships, experiences. And so then I had so much evidence right. to, to really believe that I wasn't enough, which, which fed the, the cycle of addiction for me. And um, when I be. When did this, if you don't, if you don't mind Britt too now, did these things start in uh, in high school? Did they start later teen years, early 20s? When did this Yeah, did this I would say me? that it's to me, it seemed like it was pretty common to start in high school. I I mean, I, I, I could say like the drugs and alcohol concept uh, was, 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 was high school, but the, the mentality that drove me to avoidance and numbing out was very young. I'd say like, I, I started to disassociate my body around like four or five years old from the discomfort in the household. Um, the energy in the household was just, it wasn't loving. It was very conditional, a lot of judgment, very, um, very toxic. And so I learned to suppress my feelings because they weren't, um, they weren't, they weren't accepted. They weren't, they weren't well. They weren't right. acceptable, you know. Like that. That was my. Right. That was my perception of the household, you know. And kids are very smart. I mean, we're very intuitive. We we use our body, and then when we get older, right. we get stuck in our head. And then we're doing all these workshops and retreats, getting coaches, and going to therapy to try to get back into our somatics of the of the body. <laughs> so children have so much to teach us. But yeah, so it started pretty right. young, Matt. It started pretty young, but yeah, the. The, the, the things that I found that seemed to be working and not, it's not that I would have really understood that concept at the time. Like, Oh, this is working to numb out the thoughts. Like I had no idea that's what I was doing. I just thought I was a bad, wrong person. Right. Like I was bad. And I was wrong. Those are the two words that I could describe myself like bad and wrong and stupid. And so I believed those things for so long. And, um, and yeah, they led me into places I shouldn't be in with people I shouldn't be with doing things I shouldn't have been doing that were really harming my spirit, my soul and my, my gifts. But truly I, I'm so grateful for them because to have that dark experience, it breeds so much compassion because at the bottom, at all the bottoms that I hit, excuse me, all the bottoms that I hit, I, I saw people with me and the people with me on the outside, if you're not, if, if, if you're not in that experience and really truly understanding how quickly it can get there, you are, are, are looking at them as degenerates and drug addicts and, you know, um, just kind of low lives. And then when you're in it, when I was in it, I was like, wow, every one of these people is, is significantly lacking love. And I would have very deep conversations with people, you know, I mean, sure we were high on m- m- most times, but they still were very significant, you know, and I, sometimes the, the, the things yeah. I was using was really expanding the mind. I don't, I don't think that that's what I would right. really in- encourage people to do the way I did it. But, um, but I just got to see, I got to see humanity in, an, in another level and it bred so much compassion for humans and it also bred a lot of contrast so where i'm at now which we'll get to later where i'm at now it allowed me to really appreciate why i went through those things because they are allowing me to to support others in moving through dark times of their life and i have 
have a patience and understanding and an acceptance and, and, and a very non-judgmental, you know, space that I hold um, for people to really move through the things that they feel very stuck in, if that makes sense to you. It does. Uh, there's a few, there's a few things I would, I would love to know. When do you think, when did this all come to like, you know, when did the picture start to like, when were you able to start making the picture out? Because I feel like, you know, a lot of times people find themselves in that survival mode, right? They find themselves in a, a position, you know, they find, you know, a lot of times people don't even realize the things that they're doing that are destructive to themselves. You know, like you first have to just even be aware Mm. of that, that maybe for instance, like, you know, I, uh, for anybody out there also who's used uh, substances of abuse, sometimes they don't always, I, I know for myself, it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, like I thought I was having fun doing it at first. It's not until later, you know, at some point where you kind of go, holy mm-hmm. shit, like what, what have I been doing? Like this isn't fun. Like how, you know, how did it get to this? You know, and so yeah. I, I wonder when did that happen? Like, you know, cause especially to be looking back and to go, you know, to, to have the understanding now at 34 to go fuck at five years old, at six years old, at seven, I was doing these things. Cause I, you know, you're right in, in how powerful uh, a child's mind is and the child's will to life. You know, the, the, when you look at a child and you look at an adult, typically the child looks like they're doing life much better than an adult, just in terms of being happy, being with oneself. Yeah. But does that make sense? That question? Like, you know, okay, of course. Okay. Yeah. So, so what, what I heard you say is that when did my mind shift? Like, when did I realize that this wasn't serving me and how did I move from it? Yeah. Right. Um, I would say I, I will share something in the midst of it all. I was probably the, (laughs) it was so much torture because at a very young age, I've been very conscious and I have had a very heavy judge in my mind, like a very heavy, like "Mm, Brit, Brit, you know, you know that that does not serve. You know Mm. that that is not what you stand for. You know that. And, and so it was very challenging because it wasn't like I'd watch people just be so committed to their addiction sometimes, you know, and it doesn't say that they weren't going through like, painful agony in their mind, like pain and agony in the thoughts that they were thinking and, and, and knowing that things don't serve them, which meant they had to numb out even more, but which is what I ended up doing. Um, but I, I couldn't commit like, and I didn't want to, but I couldn't commit to what I was doing. Like, you know, I just was like, God, I love people. Like, this isn't not what I stand for. Like, I, I, I don't want to be around and like condone like suppression, mm. but I just didn't know that my mind was the issue, meaning the, the, the beliefs that I had, everything is a mindset. Love is a state of mind. Happiness is a state of mind. You know, ex, you know, acceptance is everything is a state of mind and addiction is right. a state of mind. And so, right. you know, I'll say in the, in the 12 steps programs, which I've been doing for about five and a half years. Um, you know, I got in about 14 plus years ago, but I've been doing for some time. Um, I, I'll, I'll share that it's a mindset shift. That's what it is. It's a way of living. Like when they, when you go through the 12 steps, it's just, it's just a mindset shift. It's like going to any retreat or having a coach. It's like, you're learning like 
Hey, look at something that's not serving you and own it. Say it out loud, own it. Um, like how, let someone else support you have faith that, that, that you don't have to have certainty and do it all yourself and control and then make, make it right with yourself and others, like clean, clean your messes up and, and accept that. And then, you know, go ahead and share your experience, strength and hope with another person, which is what we're doing. That's literally what the 12 steps are in a nutshell. And um, it's a way of living and it's just uh, by owning up to the things that you, um, that, that you do, mm. um, you know, being honest with yourself, being honest with others, and then like being willing to share it and how you, how you move through it. So I'd say I got sober at 29. Um, but like, I recognized very early on that this was not serving me. I'd say at like 17 years old, I was like, damn, I would go to a party stone cold sober and have the anxiety. And it was like excitement. Like you talked about, it was fun, right? Like I had the excitement, but it was also coupled with like, fuck, like what's going to happen tonight? Because based on my right. results, I never knew where I was going to end up, who I was going to end up with. That doesn't necessarily mean sexually, although that was something too, you know, but I didn't know like where I was going to end up. Where would I end up in Mexico? Mm. I live in San Diego. Would I end up, you know, mm. in in freaking Vegas, like what I end up at the river, like right. what I even end up at my house, you know, how did I end up there? <laughs> right. And like, what did I do? Right. And it was scary. And so wow. later on in my addiction, I ended up coupling it with uppers like cocaine because it just, it just kept me alert. I did not like being so out of control, which is interesting, you know, mm. but I didn't like being out of control. So I wanted to, I wanted to have something that will, the alcohol took away the thoughts and allowed me to feel that like what, like false, you know, you know, manufactured liberation. And then the, the, right. Um, stimulants ended up giving me the ability to both have the thoughts go away, but like stay alert enough to protect myself. If, if, if that's that, that may sound silly now, but that's, that was the best mindset that I had. And like my stove, my, my best day sober, I would choose to do that. So you kind of see where, the mindset is, you know, and just for any of these, you listening, like there's no shame in that. Like, it's just something that we don't know. It's a program, you know? I mean, to me, the reason why I went this route was simply because of right. like the, the, the things that I would known to be true, the things that I was taught, the ways of being like, it wasn't like, yes, express yourself freely, like follow your gifts. Like I love the arts. I love dancing. I love singing. I love expression. You know, I love it all. And it wasn't like that in, you know, when I was younger, it was like, do the math, do the science, do this, do that. And I love those too for people that love those, but those are not my direct initial interests, although they do flow into the metaphysical world that I so dearly love. But, you know, I was, um, I feel like I was shunned from the things that I loved. So anyways, getting a little more onto the question that you asked, you know, I had a very spiritual experience, um, years of pain and anguish of, of, I would go, I, I would go, um, on a bender and then be, and then be off a bender for weeks and then go straight back into a bender for like two, three, four, five, six days, you know, and it would be painful. Cause I was also working as a volunteer um. firefighter at the time. And, you know, this is, this started when I was in high school, but like really the addiction got dark when I started to, you know, really try to change my, my life and like do something I was proud of. And so a lot of the things I was doing also were things I thought my father would be proud of. So I really wanted his approval and his attention. He was very, um, to me through, through my perception is, um, he was very much 
it, I would say the word intense. I'm very intense myself and passionate. My dad can be uh, just, so I'll give you, a, I'll give you a little bit of a background. 20 years as a, as a, in the Navy, five years doing special forces instructing, and then 20 more years as a corrections facility uh, sheriff in, in the jails. And, um, and now, you know, he's, um, you know, doing other things, but that was mm. kind of the mentality and, and not everyone that goes through that type of work stays completely unconscious, but it's, it's not as common. And so I felt like my dad was kind of asleep, just doing the things that he learned, trying to like the metrics of success were doing the things and like achieving the accolades. And so that was never something I, I saw. I was not like, Oh, I have to ch- achieve these to be this. I just felt like I moved through life through feeling and through connecting with people. And that's really what lit me up. And when I'd go to, when I'd go to school, my favorite times of the day were the breaks, the, the, the times when we started school, right, right before we went to class and right after, cause I got to socialize. I thought that was wrong. I made myself wrong for that, but I see now that that's my best asset, which is connecting with people and creating bonds and creating right. relationships. So, um, you know, when you say you, you made it, you know, uh, you made some of these comments earlier too about being wrong or you felt that uh, you weren't, uh, you know, you, you had these feelings of unworthiness. Now, do you know where maybe those came from or have you ever thought to yourself why sure. you had those growing up and, uh, you know, what, where, how, how do these add to the story? Limiting beliefs. I mean, we create meaning out of everything. And so, you know, a meaning could be created simply by, you know, you know, my father, you know, just having to have a stressful day. And that's not a concept I understand as a young child. And then, and then me thinking, oh, I'm unlovable. It's not like, oh, I'm, I'm four years old. I'm like, oh, my dad's having a rough day because work was a little rough and he just doesn't have anyone to vent to. So it's not personal. It's more like, it's ro- like, I'm wrong. I'm bad. Right. I'm unlovable. I'm not enough. So then the child compensates right. to, right. to gain what they innately primarily need, you know, in, in, in my in my eyes from the things I've read and just my experiences, like we primarily need that love, that attention, that affection, that affirmations, the edification. I mean, we're the one and only species that I'm aware of that when we're born, we need that nurture from the mother or else we will die, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, um, I felt unworthy very young and it's, 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 it's my, made its way through into my adulthood. But I, I, I love that. I love my darkness. I call it the darkness and the darkness doesn't mean evil or bad. It just means um, to me, we are meant to express period. The end. That is what humans are here to express themselves uniquely, whatever that looks like. And I don't necessarily mean, um, you know, through a job, right? The job is the, is the thing that you choose to express yourself. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a choice where we choose to express ourselves, but by, by human nature, if we never had a job or went to school, we would just still be expressing ourselves in our own way. Um, and, and at all costs, it's expression will, will express itself through the human organism, through the body. And so the, the innate origin of darkness is light expression of light and when it is suppressed or oppressed it will transmute into what we would call darkness or a shadow if you will for those of you that are experienced in shadow work and it will express itself in in ways of anger and rage and you know promiscuity of 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 all sorts and i don't necessarily think promiscuity is wrong or bad i think sexual expression is is far underrated quite frankly and um i also 
I also, you know, think that it will express itself in ways of like how we see porn, how it's just this abuse, just this abuse in, in the bedroom, you know, or, or in general, just it, it, darkness will express itself in really, in really volatile ways, uh, you know, human, human trafficking or pornography, it, it, ch- child pornography, or, you know, um, uh, molestation or rape, you know, like these are the ways that I, that I see, this is my subjective opinion. People may have, are maybe charged and very triggered hearing this. And I understand. Um, and I welcome the, the conversation because there's no debate. It's more so a personal experience. It's not personal, but, um, that's how I see, that's how I see expression. And, um, so I don't recall your question, but I just wanted that to be known because I think that's something that is very, very valuable for to understand because I think there's a lot of it, it, not ignorance necessarily, but ignorance. Yeah, ignorance, ignorance, really of of that part of us. And when we try to avoid it, um, of like, oh, that's not me. That's not who I am. That's not true. I don't want to believe that about me. I don't want to know that I had that thought. I don't want to remember that I had that thought. Numb out, numb out. Avoid, avoid. You know, and and we avoid the people that trigger us most because they remind us most of us. And, and we avoid the things that, you know, are the opportunity for breakthrough because we don't want to look at the thing that we think is the thing that makes us bad or makes us wrong or makes us unlovable, makes us unacceptable, you know? So those are really important to accept that darkness and love the origin of it and accept that it actually came from light. So really it's more so how can we go back and really look at it in as, as healthy, safe space and say, where did you originate from and how can I express that today? You know? I love it. You know, uh, did you have something when you were young, did you have a belief system throughout your life that you've always gone back to? Is there something that you've come like, you know, over the last five years or so, is there something that, um, like has re sparked interest in yourself. For instance, earlier we were talking about these Oracle cards. Did you have like some type of um, predisposition to this kind of stuff at a younger age? What I'm wondering is like your system of beliefs now that you have, do you think that that was always there with you throughout your life and you were just kind of not acting on them or? Yes. Okay. I do. I believe that I came in this way. That's a beautiful question. And I, I, I receive it. And what I hear from you is uh, just the mindset that I have is something I've always had. And I believe, yes, which is why, which is why I try to suppress it. Cause I didn't see a lot of people doing it. And it, it seems to be commonly uncommon. Mm. Um, yet, yet like when I, tr- am tr- when I became true to myself, um, which has been very recent of more so speaking, you know, in the ways of just, this is me and, my perception is my gift. Your perception is your gift. Everyone's perception is their gift, which i.e. is your belief system, your outlook, your experiences that have, you know, shaped you. These, these are your gifts. And so I believe that I had this perception of, of life and people. I love people. I, I, be, I believe in them so deeply and I love all of their preferences. And when I mean preferences, when I say preferences, I mean what their interests are from the dark and, and wild and weird to the, to the mundane and, 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 um, you know, uh, predictable. I love it all. And, um, real quick, Britt, did you ever think the, now, as I hear you say that, cause I also, I love people and I know, and it sounds weird to like, maybe as an adult, like I, 
I understand sometimes I feel like as an adult, it seems weird to like have to declare that. But at the same time, it's like, no, it's not because unfortunately in our society, like we're supposed, we're weird because, you know, like, like you said earlier about like being, uh, or you know, when you mentioned woohoo, woo, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like all, cause a lot of the stuff that I think we're probably into as we grew up, these were things that like, you know, there wasn't really, you know, there's science behind a lot of quantum physics now. So there's a lot of like a lot of things that are kind of like, mm, that are nice. kind of, whoa, that doesn't really make sense. Like, yeah, I know, but it does, it, it, it's yes. reality. It's what's happening. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, so, so the beautiful part to shift gears of science, which I effing love science because they prove you have to have science. Like it just, I'm a believer like in general of, of things. Like I, I use my body, my body, my body is my, my guide. And then in this, in this culture, and we live in the American Western culture, but, and that's all I've lived in, but I've studied others, you know, here and there just by listening to people and asking questions, but we predominantly live in our right. minds and we use, use our bodies to, as a tool, right? Like work, 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 work. And that's, what's not working for us is we are using this body and beating it down. And, and what I see in, like, I told you I worked in the, in, you know, you mentioned I worked in the hospitals and worked in healthcare and that's what I saw. I see in general, I'm like, look at these people's bodies. They're so beat. They're in, they're living in their heads and their physical right. ailments are merely byproducts of right. them living in their heads and, 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 and literally like, honestly not believing in themselves like their by their bodies are 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 so beat down and broken because they don't trust themselves because they haven't learned to they learned to live in their heads they they don't give themselves what they need they don't know their needs we don't know our needs we don't know our values we don't know what we want we don't trust ourselves we get nudges and we ignore them and when we ignore them it gets bigger in our bodies and it becomes right. pain then it becomes physical right. problems it gets to the point of heart attack and stroke and you know sickle cell anemia sick like like, Preach. you know, all these Preach problems, it. like restless leg syndrome, rheumatoid arthritis, headaches, right. migraines, you name it. Right. And it's all a byproduct of not expressing ourselves, not wow. expressing ourselves. And then we don't express ourselves. It turns into darkness I and the darkness agree. expresses itself through, through different, different um, avenues. And it becomes pain and it becomes, and, and it becomes like death essentially of the spirit of the body of, of God, honestly of God. Um, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a death of, it's a death of God. And, um, mm. yet like it will always prevail at the same time. And so, you know, that, that really is going deeper to, to so many different avenues, but I, I wanted to kind of finish my statement on why science is so important because they prove, and they have proven that energy affects matter, which is people, places, and things they've proven it. Einstein's everyone's proven it. You know, Einstein proved the theory of e equals MC square, right. which is that energy does not, not right. die. It just merely transmutes and transmits to others. And it, 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 um, it projects onto things. So we're constantly just shifting this energy. So really it's important to raise the vibrations and us be in this energetic space of love. You know, we're really right. doing the, like what, what we're doing in the intention that I feel from my experiences, by talking to others, by having my own experiences, is that we are uh, doing uh, undoing the programming that we are separate from others, that we are separate. We are that we are the same. 
we are not separate. And when we realize that everything right. is, is same, the, right. even nature, dogs, right. animals, you know, bugs, like everything is the same and it all has energy. It, it all, it all right. has energy and it's yeah. all a part of us. And when we can love it and be kind to it, you know, and be kind to others, like we are being kind to ourselves. And, you know, this, this day and age, like I recognize that my compassion and my outlook and my perspective is merely because I've accepted myself for who I am and, and not even entirely. It's just a daily, it's a daily reprieve and a daily, um, a daily, you know, new, new awakening within myself, but to, to really get to that space of, of inner peace and like loving others and really living a, a life of, of acceptance and, uh, appreciation and gratitude and uh, intention comes from c- looking at the darkness within and the shadows that, and the masks that we've created and, and, and asking it why, and also accepting the, the answers we get and, and loving thyself. I mean, that is really, it, it, it's just what they've said all along, you know, whoever they are, it's, it's, it's the statement of to, to love, you must love yourself. It's right. so true. It's so true. You know, I was just about to ask you even, uh, you know, talking about they, I was going to say, you know, why do you think, uh, have you ever thought why it is that we, we act this way? So for instance, like, why is it that, you know, wanting to be declared oneself as a people person? Oh, I like people. Like, you know, I, I like to learn about people. Why, how, you know, that, that it's odd to me that like, what's more in chic is to be like kind of standoffish. You know what I mean? Like to be like, kind of like, Oh no, like reserved. Exactly. Controlled. Yeah, exactly. The word, the word, yes. Right. Because one could say standoffish. Another could say controlled, right. Reserved, you know, even the way, the way we use the language, you know, whereas like, you know, to Mm -hmm. to describe somebody as being lovey, you know, to add the why to, to kind of demean it, right. Lovey or woohoo, right. These things. Have you ever thought, why is this? Why why is this happening, Britt? What what's happening in society? Yeah, of course. What I'm hearing you say is that um, you know, why do we wear these masks and and why are we hiding? Why are we hiding? Why? Yeah. Why? I could I could share my personal experience is is um Please. We are afraid of intimacy. Intimacy is into me you see. All right. And Mm. One more time. One more time. In into me, you see, and so there's this fear that if you really truly see me, will you really truly love me? Will you really truly accept me for all the things that I've said and I've done and I've felt, the things that I've never even shared? You know, will you really truly be able to hold space for that, or or will you only be able to hold space for the things that that I think that I'm that I'm accept like. for the things that I think I should be. And so it's a very vulnerable experience to allow yourself to be seen by sharing and expressing the true you, the true nature. And we've created such confines in our, in our societal structure of, of what we don't go, don't cross that line. No, no, no. Do not color outside that line. If you do that, you will go to prison. Yes, you will. And you'll be labeled a criminal. And, and people will shun you. So you better not like these, there's just these, like, there's not incentives to expression. There's, there's punishment, you know, and um, it's, 
Yeah. You know what's crazy with what with what you with you saying that even real quick too, to think about how that that attitude even reflects in something as minor as uh, the clothes the child wants to wear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of crazy. Like yeah. to think back, like like I have long hair as you know I'm an adult and I have long hair, but like when I was yeah. young, I, I it was like you know I was just always kind of okay. It's time to get a haircut, and like I had no say in it. It was just like haircut time. And like, you know, so I just got like, I was just, and then it's weird at some point though, it's like, oh no, you could cut your hair yourself. And it's like, well, I, I don't know what I want. Like, well, you know, like I, I already, I, you know, maybe I'm 10 or 11 now, but already for the last four or five years, you've been teaching me that like, I do what everybody else tells me I should do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's a, it's, it's, breaking free breaking free of the confines of you know societal metrics and breaking free of it's what we just when prior to prior to us getting on i picked an oracle card and it was seeing the true you and what that stated is um just how we believe what others tell us we are as though the self we see reflected back to us through their eyes is truth. Yet the accuracy of a reflection depends on the clarity of that, which is doing the reflection. Right. So it, it, it appears that, you know, it, 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 it appears those moments are very important though. You know, we can look at those moments and say, God, I feel so like I was so oppressed. I, I you know, I've thought that many times about myself. Like I was so oppressed, but Oppression is something to experience. Addiction is something to experience. You know, uh, pain is something to experience. Love is something to experience. Um, hate is something to experience. You know, it's something to experience. I mean, I, I, I don't say go out and seek it, but embrace what you experience and really truly get to know, like, interesting. What a fascinating experience. This is really uncomfortable. I don't like this. I can't imagine. I can't imagine people... Like people around the world are feeling this. Like <laughs> right. this is a non-negotiable for me to live in a life where live in a world where people are are feeling this right. and don't feel a way out. You know, and so in my life, I feel like I like I told you my judge was very strong. I feel that I had this constant person in my mind bringing me back to remember what you are, allow yourself to experience. Remember what you are, but allow yourself to experience because later you will teach this. You will know this so deeply that you will, you won't, you no, people will feel it with you. People will feel that, you know, that's not something you read from a book. You will know, they will know that you relate and that will liberate them and that will change them and that will, that will heal them and they will ascend, which is our goal, right? So these experiences that you had for five years of like someone telling you to cut your hair this way, look at you now. Look at what you stand for. You stand for this man who is liberated with this long hair, whether you're an adult or not. I mean, whatever that means, you know, it's like, like you stand for permission. We're all walking billboards. And I believe that we become this permission for others based on our experiences. And so we look at our experiences and we say, what did I learn? What did I learn so far? And we'll learn more, but what did I learn so far truly that I will stand I will stand for what I believe now based on those experiences. You know, I will say, I will say because of those, I no longer tolerate this. 
And so I will stand, which is my purpose. My purpose is a way of being, not a job or anything, but that's where I exude my way of being, my purpose. So I, I no longer stand for people feeling so unworthy and undervalued that I will stand as being of, of value, which means I know my value. I know my my worth. And the moments that I forget, I, I voice it. Huh, interesting. I had a moment of humanness and I forgot that I was valuable. And I share that vulnerably, <laughs> which is what we're scared of, the right. intimacy. I vulnerably share. I had a moment. I had a moment where I thought I was unworthy. And what it looked like was allowing someone to walk on me. What it looked like was me not using my voice, but that's okay. Nothing to judge, just something to notice. And I can choose the power of choice choose into my new moment and go back into that mindset that I know I, I, I have and I am and, I, and I'm moving towards you know that liberation. I have a choice. I don't have to stay powerless because I had a human moment. I get to accept that human moment and then continue to stand as permission for what I will no longer stand for, which was based on what I experienced, right? Right. You know, what was it for you? So, was there something for you then, Britt, that that made like uh, that made the feelings worthwhile? Uh, and I guess what I mean, for instance, like I know what you mean. Okay, you know what I mean because I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had my own experience. I was going to tell you, but go ahead and tell me then if you already know. But, I'm I'm happy to but, hear your example if you'd like, but I know what you well, mean. What, I think. what I like, like for me, uh, I had a best friend who was killed at we were twenty, mm-hmm. and yeah. And then it, you know, like, uh, you know, this was one of the first times in my life where like I had a real, real uncomfortable feelings and yet I didn't, sure. I didn't run from them and I didn't like, I mean, I did, I did to some extent, but I, to some extent though, it made me kind of start like wondering more like deeply and like kind of thinking yeah. like, mm. should I be more sad? is it okay to be sad? Like, you know, because as a man and like, you know, you lose a man, like, you know, you, you, you know, I, it's just, these are weird things like to, to kind of cross. And I think that was for me, at least it started breaking down some weird facade that I had created in my youth. Like I kind of started. So, so that's what I was wondering if for you, cause for like, as you, as I hear you say, you know, experience uh, oppression, experience, hate, experience life, like, you know, cause I, I, and, and like you, I don't think to myself like, oh, you know, I, I don't wish these things for you, but I think to myself, well, wait, if they're happening for some reason, they are being given to us for some reason, we're supposed to receive this mm-hmm. in some way. Like I, I might not see it at the time, but I think not trying to be there like, you know, is, is not the, or at least in my experience, I've learned that that's not the answer. Like when these things happen to go, Oh shit, that's uncomfortable. I don't want to fucking deal with it. Like, you know, for me, I think to myself that that's, 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 I know for me, I know that that's me letting my future self down because I'll look back and I'll go down, you know, such and such lost somebody. And, you know, it might've been hard to, to be there with them at that moment but they needed me at that moment. And I chose not to because what, you know, uh, my own little insecurities or whatever. So yeah, I'm, go ahead, go ahead, Britt. I, 
I love this. And I actually would love to kind of turn the focus towards you if you're okay with that yet, because, because I, I could of course answer it in my own way, but your experience is quite profound. And, and the reason I want to focus on you is because you gave a beautiful example of, of going through pain and, and discomfort and, and thus, thus the gift going deeper, you went deeper and that, that, that's a gift. You chose that you chose to go deeper. You know, you didn't choose to be like, Oh, I don't love this. Like maybe you did, maybe you had moments right. of, 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 of spending time in the, in, in the neon lights, meeting the bars and, and, you know, you drank yourself to a fucking stupor, you know, who knows? Right. Like that's something to experience too. You know, wow. Look at what happens. Look how scared the ego gets. Look how the, look how it wants to control. Cause it's, it's experiencing uncertainty and death, you know, something to experience. Um, you know, but you right. seem to have shifted your mindset. And so I really ask you this, Matt, where did you realize that that was something that in, in, in turn perhaps liberated yeah. your mind and gave you a deeper sense of, of self and belonging and, and understanding of the world. If that is something that you did receive. Yeah. You know, what's weird is like, I, I'm listening to you ask me and I'm thinking back as you're asking. And I don't know why, uh, I don't know how I developed this, but I feel like I have a, a fairly, uh, what am I trying to say here? Like my internal <laughs> clock or my internal understanding sometimes of myself is, is like, 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 is, is, uh, like the compass is oriented correctly. So like, for instance, just mm-hmm. knowing kind of like, like it was uncomfortable, like, but somehow the uncomfortableness felt, felt correct to go towards, and and I know now, like being older and having watched so many like researchers, I know that like, yeah, you know, when, when we actually go towards things that are uncomfortable, we're actually unlocking uh, plasticity in our brain because our brain wants us to, mm. to, uh, to be comfortable in it. So it's actually like going, okay, like, let's learn more. Like, here we go. You know, so I, but I don't know, like at the time you know, it was just a weird trust. And I think also, you know, you know, here's something else I could see in other people. I could, I could always look to other people and kind of go, but is that the way, like, is that, is that a better way to act? So for instance, like, you know, being very upset and being very like, you know, uh, uh, maybe wanting revenge or, you know, wanting, um, Cause that's something common, right? You know, you have somebody that you, you have a friend that's killed, you know, of course, like, Oh, we want to kill this guy, you know, but I didn't, is that, is that how you know, it's not how I felt like, cause I, it, it, it didn't make me right away. I just thought this isn't going to bring him back. And now like, you know, I don't think, and too the whole circumstances of the thing is, it, is, is weird though, but no, that's not what I wanted. Um, so then I ask you, so, so how did you, because thank you for sharing. It's a very, that's a very, very, very hard thing to go through. And I, I have not experienced someone passing super close to me, so I'm not going to pretend to know what it feels like, but I can imagine it's very challenging. And I would say my, my come from is our experiences are merely 
um, opportunities to understand ourselves deeper. And so I would like to ask you what you learned about yourself through that experience. And and I ask that because it really does matter um, for what you're doing today, you know, and what you're standing for and why you stand for that so passionately, so passionately. Passion is such an undervalued uh, feeling. And we, we think about it often in, in, um, in sex, right? Passionate, hot, sweaty sex, right? But it's like passion is so fluid and <laughs> we gain it through experiences that have been felt so deeply that it needs to be expressed. And that's a very, that's a very in your face, real cannot avoid experience that happens. And so what did you learn about yourself and how is it, how is it showing up today by the way that you, in, in the way that you choose to be in the world? You know, what's interesting with uh, with something like that, that happens in life, the lessons keep going. Like I'm thinking in my head, how right then and there started the wheels of a lot of different movement for, for myself. So for instance, like I know since that time, you know, I've been actually uh, in my own studies, I've been more inclined to read about death. So to read about philosophers, talk about death. Uh, you know, I have, I have a book on, I have this book called life after life, which is this doctor from the seventies who talks about, uh, he documents people's um, near-death experiences. I have uh, advice mm-hmm. on dying from the Dalai Lama. I have books from um, uh, I'm just looking at the bookshelf here. But you know, I, I got I got into wanting to know more about kind of why are we here? And I think also, you know, it's funny is what I was thinking about was how. I think also this made me even like people even more because you end up realizing there's nothing you can do once one uh, somebody's gone. Like there's nothing you could ever do with them again. You know, like there's never that stranger that you might run into, you know, on the way, you know, you, you got stuck at the bus stop or whatever, for whatever reason, you don't have a car today and there's one person sitting next to you and, this person's only there because they're from New York and they're only here for, for the day. And, you know, you know, that conversation though, you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe it's, it's just meant to happen right then and there. And maybe you don't know, like, uh, you know, mm. what this is every encounter is a holy encounter, you know, you know, every encounter, you know, yeah, I, it, it's just, I wanna, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Well, I, I want to ask you, and I, I, I you know, at about 9.55, we get to jump off. I just want to be super conscientious of that, but I, I'm super. I, I, I see, I see. But I'm, I, and I'm kind of just st- stating it for my own self, but I I want to go deeper into um, what, what do you stand for now because of that? And there's so many experiences you've had, but this particular one that we're connecting on, what do you stand for and how do you show up because right. of that experience? I try to be present for people more in my life. Like I, I think because of this and I, and, and in, in ways too, that 
aren't always beneficial for me from a and when I say that, like I feel like from from the old me, maybe. So I feel like maybe, for instance, like you know, my teenage self, my high school self, wouldn't have been so. The first word I want to use is soft, because you know, especially as men, like you know, we're supposed to we're supposed to be very hard, and we're supposed to be very aggressive, and we're supposed to be very you know, especially growing up in the '90s and '80s. I feel like you know that's that's the way. You know, unfortunately, that 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 toxic masculinity was more acceptable, uh, and I think, I think since since the since since his passing for me in my own life, I think it's just made me. Uh, more appreciative of, I want to actually say every moment almost like I, you know, I really value like my own uh, time and like, uh, but I also value like other people's time. Like I really value just the moment. Like I really try to like, like I really, really believe in trusting. And I really, one thing too, like, you know, this wasn't, this was this was a brother of mine, but like I also lost my blood brother, my my actual blood brother also, and this was young too. And for me, one thing that one thing that's definitely come from this is I'm always telling myself everything happens for a reason, because when you lose somebody, you can th- you can say to yourself, "Oh fuck!" Like it's this person's fault, it's that person's fault, it's every you know. And oh, what if I did this? What if I was doing this? What if I had done this? What it, would it, would he have been here? Would it, would, you know, you, we could do that the whole, and I've seen it. And I've also seen it with people like when we, you know, when we get in trouble with things, Oh, you know, it wasn't me. I could have done this. I could have done that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I think for me, this is, this has allowed me to be more, more present, take more responsibility. Uh, Responsibility is a beautiful key. Um, I can we jump to that real quick? Please. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. You know that you. You know, time is our most valuable asset and our most scarcest resource. Clearly, and it. You know, I, oh. I would give my time to anybody, especially if they wanted me. I was like, sure, yeah. You know, I, I didn't have. I didn't know what my needs were. I didn't know who. I didn't know. I didn't have worth that. I, I mean, I'm the one thing I know to be true about us is we are worthy, whether we believe it or not period the end now the belief system can shift just our actions and our ways of being right. but we are holy and, and worthy no matter what and for those of you that might be triggered by that word god or holy that's okay it may mean something different to everybody but um responsibility is freedom in my experience and personal responsibility is where and i talked about the 12 steps at some point like that's what the 12 steps are about our, our personal responsibility huh i see that my my actions and my responses to everything in the world based on my view is the exact same regardless of the person the place the situation the age what i'm wearing the weather it's my it's the same exact response and reaction and i am responsible for my outlook i am responsible for my feelings i'm responsible for my happiness and when we get responsible we then become powerful again. You know, I mean, right. we show up powerful. We're always powerful. No matter what, we're always worthy. We're always powerful. 
you know, we're always gifted, we're always blessed, we're always held, but it's, 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 it's a choice to choose into that. We can choose in and out of it. I choose, I choose responsibility or I choose victimhood. You know, I choose worthiness or I choose to feel unworthy. Right. So the responsibility piece is so important and it, and it liberates people. I told you my intention today is freedom and liberation. It's another form of it. Taking personal responsibility. Now there's a lot of stories behind that at times. I know in my life, there's a lot of stories behind responsibility. If I own up to this, this means X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. And in my life, what it meant was I am weak. I am wrong mainly i'm wrong and my house was bred on right wrong black red for any of you know that a, that, that that game black red and it's something i want to right. express right now but it's a it's a very it's a very mm. me versus you i'm gonna win you're gonna lose and i always lost in my household my dad always won always won he always won and then i i lost and so that because that energy e equals mc square gets transferred i mm. and and i wasn't able to express it became dark and so then I started, I started to abuse and bully and thinking, and I was being bullied too. But as I got older, I started to bully, I bullied my partners thinking that I was being a victim, thinking that I was a victim. I would reel men in. And I say that not really meaning like I was, you know, intentionally fishing to like hurt them. I, I generally were wired for connection. I generally wanted relationship, but I would get into it. And the only experience I had was the dynamic between my father and I, and it was a winner and a loser. So Right. Being consciously unconscious, um, huh, whatever that means, I did not realize that was my dynamics that right. I brought to a relationship. And therefore, and I right. found people that also had that. So as you can see that, that, as you can kind of imagine, that got really challenging. If two people were in the win-losing mentality, you know, there was a lot of uh, suffering that was happening. And so, you know, um, you know, learning to just take responsibility for my mindset throughout my experiences and, and my relationships, um, you know, was, uh, was the gift that I believe I received and able to really allow me to have inner peace, you know, because if something happens, it's worst. First, it's not personal. Secondly, it's my responsibility, how I view it and how it lands within me and how I, I receive it. And then how I also, you know, exude it to the world. Um, and you know, you, I don't recall what you were talking about with responsibility, but I believe like, I think you were saying, you know, it was referring to your friend's passing and I'm, I'm guessing, you were talking about, yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna I, take it from here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant being. Yeah, I, I was uh, exactly what you're. Well, to some extent, what you're saying. Yes, like the responsibility of like, or uh, you know, of, of the of the way that we tell our stories, of the way that we choose to, you know, that what well, the way we're acting, mm-hmm. and I'm actually we're. There's, you know, we're going to wrap up here and there's a few things that this is going to be a great uh, second conversation because <laughs> I think yeah. that we've set up here uh, a few things. Mindset, because that's, you know, a lot of this is the mindset because the stories that we tell ourselves in our own head, this is the way that, you know, this is mm-hmm. how, you know, this is either motivating us in real life or it's it's stopping us from doing things in real life. It's those stories. That, it's motivating us to do it something. Is. You know <laughs> what I mean? It really is. It's like yeah. you know whatever your belief is out there as a man or a woman, as a thirty-year-old or a forty-year-old or a twenty-year-old. You know what you're telling yourself is what's dictating how you're what you're getting out of your life. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But I, yeah. I think. Uh, 
man. Yeah. I think talking about responsibility, talking about uh mindset, I think talking about something else that, uh, that came up a couple of times here, um, but about taking power back. But then also I think what would be interesting is getting into what was this power? Why didn't we have this power? Cause this is something I've thought of so often what you're talking about, about how it is that when we're kind of like, when we're young, like why we feel like I'm, I'm so bad or I'm, I'm so unworthy or I'm such a, you know, I'm such an idiot or I'm so ugly or whatever these things are that we think that, you know, the limiting beliefs that we tell ourselves from those, then we have to somehow act in a way to regain these things that we don't have then. So how do I now act to become a, a, a pretty person or a beautiful person? How do I act now to become somebody who's not oppressed? And sometimes then the way we do those things is by picking on other people, becoming the bully ourselves, right? We're wanting to, we're wanting to release the energy. I mean, I'm watching my, you know, one of my family members right now, she's four and she hasn't really been able to speak entirely. And it's, I, I'm not going to say that's right, wrong, good or bad, but you know, words are important to use. They're a form of expression among many, um, many types of expression. And so I'm watching the frustration internally because, because she's not understood and she's trying to express herself and she can only say certain words. And so then, you know, the classic, the classic kind of play out of that is she goes to school because she's frustrated. She ends up, you know, and energy doesn't doesn't dissolve it just transfers so e equals mc square so she's frustrated because all she wants it derives from light it derives from hey i want to express myself i'm hungry i want to play or i love you but not knowing how to do it and say it you know um and not realizing that that's something that is is, is a hindrance and then then she becomes uh, a bully in a way you know because she's like frustrated i don't want to i you know if she could talk i want to express myself and so it's it's, it's maybe hitting a kid or, and that's not happening, but maybe hitting a kid, maybe, maybe defiantly, you know, or, or it looks defiant. You know, they, they call these things like defiant behavior, right? They, they, they label them to study them. But what happens is those people get labeled and that becomes their identity, which is super unfortunate. And so then this beautiful child who doesn't have the words to express ends up looking like a bad, a quote unquote, bad right. child in school. And then she's got to pull her card if they have that system and she's got to go to the principal's office. And then now she just has this, like this, this cloud over her and kids, she kids alienate her. And she, she no longer has her purity. She no longer has her fucking innocence, you know, because, because adults, whatever that means, didn't do their own fucking work to realize what the fuck is happening. And they're in charge, whatever that means authority of, of our children and they're labeling them and right. then they're coming home with this new fucking label and you know and so for parents that don't understand it right. and think that the doctors and the school teachers and all these people are the way then 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 all of a sudden the only place they're fucking safe which is right. at home my, my 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 emphasis comes out when i cuss um the place that, that they're the, that they that they're supposed to be the safest which is at home now the, the, the family is enrolled in the BS identity that, that, the, that, the, that the teachers gave them, you know, and, and, you know, that's just one example that happens from time to time, you know, and, right. and, and now they're safe nowhere. And so then they, then, then they end up like by pro- primarily having to, you know, still like live and it becomes a survival thing instead of a living thing. If they are surviving and surviving means 
completely change who you are because who you are is unacceptable. And sometimes people go the route that I went. I went like, I will buck you. Like, and my sister went, I'm passive. And, you know, and she had a lot of frustration inside. And I was the one that was like, Rah! get away from me. You will not push me down, you know? Um, and I wasn't totally liberated, you know, but I was still very defiant is what they call it. You know, I wouldn't listen. Right. My dad would say no. And I'd say yes. Right. He'd say, right. don't date him. I'd say his name is Johnny. You know, he'd say, don't go there. I'd say, I'm already there. You know, like it was just kind of like, don't tell me what to do. And like that originated from, and that's why I believed I was bad. Right. It was, it was to answer your question before it was that feeling of like, yeah. just not being able yeah. to express myself, not knowing how to express, not, not being heard. You know, my parents not saying, Hey, how's your day? How's your heart today? How do you feel today? That, that, that must've been a really scary experience, Britt, right. you know, and, and like, yeah, mommy, it was like, and, and letting me cry instead of right. I cried, I got smacked upside the head or I was told to quit it. My dad's famous words, quit it, you know, you know, but again, something to experience. So now I can help other <laughs> people get liberated, but right. you know, in general, that's where I see it stem from when the, when the expression is suppressed or oppressed, it becomes darkness. And then we, we put these people in these like, compartmentalize uh, comp- compartmentalize humans into prison into jail into rehabs into good or bad into these fortunate and you know you yeah. know it's like wake up wake up guys wake up you know like wake up to this and that's what's happening to me in in, in right now in this current reality is like we're waking the fuck up wake up take responsibility take responsibility for for expression, for doing your own work, do your work, know what, what happened to you and then see it within the world. You will see it once you, once you say, okay, I won't, I won't avoid myself anymore. You will then see, oh, wow. And most of us, everybody has been suppressed in some way. It's just a part of being the human, you know? And so then we see, oh my God, I was suppressed. This is what it looked like. This is what it felt like. Oh my God, I'm doing that to my child. (gasps) No, not, not anymore. You know? And then they become an advocate for it. Right. And so we, we change the world when we change ourselves. It starts with ourselves, you know? And yes, we will continue to see things that are sad and unfair and injustice, but we have justice warriors too. We have warriors for everything. We have warriors for everything. So know what you stand for by doing your inner work and find that tribe right. and grow the energy and change the world. You know? I love it. I love it. You got to find your tribe. You got to find what you're passionate about. You got to find where you stand, where you sit inside yourself. You know, I think we. It, that's a big yes. thing too that uh, I'm recognizing, right? It's we have to know, you know. I think that's something that we both kind of glossed over, but you know that that well, we didn't. We we kind of hit on it, but you know, there's a yeah. lot just to that awareness because once yeah. you start to know why it is that, because because you could be living possibly in a this type of uh, paradigm where you're going again, it's their fault. It's their they, they did it to me. They did this to me. They did this, they did that, but you don't get as far as flipping it, looking in the mirror and saying, fuck them. You know what? What can I do? What can this guy do right here? What can this girl do? What is it that I'm going to do to be better? This is a great talk. Amazing. Another Wong amazing talk for everyone to remember that water podcast. Thanks so much, Britt, for being here. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. What does water stand for? Oh, that's what it stands for. That 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 Wong amazing talk for everyone to remember. Oh my god! 
the water podcast where conversation flows and illusions crash. Shout out to Bruce Lee. So that, that's what we're doing here. Uh, I think this was a great conversation. We, I, I took a bunch of notes down too, Britt. So I got to look for us. We'll be doing more, li- uh, you know, look for Britt on, on IG. Yeah. And- Correct. Yep. B-R-I-T-M, like Mary. Russell with two S's and two L's, as I say. And then I'm also on Facebook, same thing. And, you know, I, I do empowerment coaching and I do Reiki healing. I do distance and. You still there? I'm here. Yeah, I ended up having a phone call. Um, but yes, I I'm happy to serve in any way that I can. Feel free to reach out and connect, and you know we can create conversation and, and create some healing. So, thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate something that something that I appreciate about you. I want to kind of end on this note is. I just, I appreciate your vulnerability, you know, as a man, you know, you did mention that there's that kind of toxic masculinity and I don't think assertiveness necessarily. And, you know, being that kind of gladiator style man is necessarily toxic. I think when we stay in one, when one energy for too long and don't explore the others, it becomes, it becomes very toxic for the body. But um, I appreciate your, your flow, your fluidity with the feminine and the masculine energies. You know, I think it's quite beautiful and you really do. I feel so comfortable and safe with you, you know, and I haven't been in your space in, in person, but I, but I feel seen. I feel like, you know, you take the time to truly get to know somebody. You, you write things down. You went on my Instagram and you're watching my long videos and reading my stories and wanting to know more about me. And I think there's, that's so, that's so beautiful. And I think, you know, touching base on what you experienced with your friend at 20 and your brother too, that we didn't really get to touch base on. Like, you really do live your purpose, which is your way of being, of being present and truly seeing others. I feel very seen by you. So thank you so much, Matt. Hey, thank you, Britt. You know, and thank you for being yourself. If you didn't make yourself seen, if you didn't put that energy out there, you know, I, I we're all entangled in some way. And, you know, I, I you talk about frequencies and the, the movement of, of our energy and, I could feel it. I could see it when I, you know, I I could see it. I, like, I, like we've never actually met, but like, you know, I could, I could see, I could hear it in your voice. I could read it in the, uh, the words that you put down, you know, so I appreciate it, Britt. Absolutely. Together, you know what? Together we change the world. Together we change the world. <laughs> I want to recognize that since this is so similar to Clubhouse, Matt, I do, we do have a listener and I don't know if she's still on. We had one named Christian and then one named um, Justine. And Justine asked, am I the only listener? May I ask a question? And normally they're able to come up. And if we see them inside the, the, the group, which is something that I think you'll be able to see because you're the anchor or the host, you'll be able to see if she raised her hand to come up and ask a question. So uh, Justine, if you're listening, there's no more time left today, but follow me, follow Matt and, and let's, let's continue this. And Justine, you know, feel, feel free to follow us on Instagram as well. Um, mine is, like I said, Britt M. Russell and his is Matt half white, half Wong W O N G. And, and please like, let's, let's, let's create this conversation going forward. And I would love to hear your questions that you asked. And, um, you know, we apologize for not being able to see it until, until now, but thank you for, um, thank you for making yourself known. So, all right, I'm going to jump off Matt. It was so good to talk to you and until next time. Yes, I love that. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Be powerful. Bye. Ah.
That was so good. Thank you so much, Britt, for being here. With this app, Green Room, we can now have guests remotely. And if you're interested, we can have an audience as we do the show. So you could be there, you could listen live if you'd like, you could ask questions, you can interact with us. If that's something that you seem interested in, hit me up. What is that? DM? DM me. <laughs> DM me on Instagram. Uh, or if you ever listen and if you have questions, if you have something that you feel like, you know what, I think I would love to hear you talk about this and your experience or what you've gone through. Go ahead. Let me know. Hit Brit up too. Brit's not going to mind. Brit is here to help people also. Maybe she has something for you that I don't have. Just like a lot of these other guests that I'm going to have in the future here. It's going to be a lot of people, a lot of info to change the world, hopefully. Make little changes within ourselves because those changes manifest in large ways that we don't even know that is unknown to us until years later when we look back and we go, oh, wow, you know, because I did that, you know, then this happened and then this happened and this happened. So it's hard to connect the dots when you're looking forward. But when you're looking back, it's a little easier to connect the dots and see where we came from, why it is we do what we're doing. And that's in one way what we're trying to do here at The Water Podcast. We're giving you not only my experience on the solo podcast and about how I have used this knowledge to enhance my own life, but when I have guests on, I want to get into their lives and about how their experience can also enhance your life. Remember, as human beings, we are here for each other. We are not here to harm one another. We are here to build each other up. Of course, you can choose to not live that paradigm. But when you think about it, which is going to lead to just a better life, a better world, not even just for you, but for everyone around us. And if everyone around us was living in their best world, would we not be? Thank you again so much for being here. Lots, lots, lots more to come. Be love, everybody. Be loved.